0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas LeHuang, and you're listening to the TL Podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Okay, here is my wine this week and it's a Hentley farm, is in uh, north of South, uh, uh, what is it, north of Adelaide, in South Australia, and it was actually opened in 1997. When I first saw the name of the guy who actually ran it, Keith Henschke, I thought, wow, is it the Henschke family trying to get, it's not, because in his Henschke's name, there's a T, it's not the same family, it's got nothing to do with it. However, it's a little winery that is really starting to gather a lot of uh, notoriety. For, so, mm. it, it was really worth uh, trying this here, which is the Beast 2016 Shiraz. Okay? So, let's try this. The Beast. The Beast. Named after me. Oh, yeah. Cool. Hold on, mate.
1: Be cool. I can't stay cool. up. Big He is.
0: That's it. You're not having any. Uh, you're the limit. You boys are, are really impolite. <laughs> <laughs> Just pour the wine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's good this week? Oh, well. What's good this week? It's was, news. It was. It was going to be good. Cheers. Yeah, salute. Oh geez.
1: It was going to be good until a couple of hours before we got here. Yeah. What happened? Lockdown's back.
0: Masks. Lockdown's
1: not. Back. COVID's back. Need some time. Restrictions on room space, restrict masks everywhere you go again, as of 5 p.m. today, Funny enough,
2: Funny enough, I walked in to see Dad before I come here, and uh, I'm sitting there speaking to Dad. Yeah. And the nurses come over, give me a mask. We're going, what do I need this for? Yes, we're back in a tier two restrictions and all this sort of mm. stuff. Oh, I, I did not know. It, it, it's a bit masks. of a
0: problem, isn't it? Because, okay, so, so what date are we today? 6th. Uh, F- 6th yeah. of May. Yes. Right, so the 6th of May – with one case and mind you June. mainly because because they can't
1: he did travel halfway around Australia, <laughs>
0: Australia over the last
2: three days. There's no connection. The two connect. the two cases aren't connected, so they can't find out where the second case has come from, how they got the COVID the COVID. So, so,
0: they,
2: got <laughs> <yeah. Why not? laughs> so they got COVID.
0: So because of that we are going to just go into this level, right? Mm. But we're okay we are having a, a, a national debate about what we're doing with uh, stopping the planes from India? Yeah, we're okay with two Ks here to stop our economy in New South Wales. Yeah, mm. but otherwise we have to bring people back from India. Mm. It Doesn't make sense to me. Right? Doesn't make sense to you? Well, it's never made sense to is me. Is it
3: it's great as Sydney? Sydney, Wollongong. Oh, and I Central didn't hear
0: coast. that. My, my wife rang me and said we're back on. I did I didn't, didn't, didn't hear the
1: whole. But Central Coast is part of it. Uh, Woo um,
0: woohoo!
1: Way so back. I don't back like back. being. I don't like being left out of things. So. I'm glad we
2: can. Have they absolutely plane? decided to stop the planes yet? Or are they, are they, oh, they still they debating bad. it? No, no, or? no, they're
0: banned. It's, 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 that's why you have uh, Slater coming out and now calling uh, Scott Morrison over every kind of name. And you have people from both camps trying to really argue.
2: So the cricketers in the IPL league, so the India Premier League. Yeah. So a lot of those guys, they're in isolation now. They're looking at flying out of India to other countries to isolate for a few weeks. And then heading back to Australia. Yeah, but they've
1: made it now that because people were starting to use New Zealand for that, right? So they were because you could fly New Zealand and Australia have a travel bubble. A few smart people worked out that they could get home if they flew out of Australia, went to New Zealand, and then flew on, and vice versa, coming home. But now the government has enacted another one of their emergency powers, which no one knew about, which means if they catch you, you can go to jail. You go to jail for trying to get home, coming from another country to New Zealand. To Australia. So. so,
2: what happened to quarantining for two weeks like everyone was previously?
1: Well, I think India's just got that far out of control that they've but just. But regardless,
2: thought, if it's out of control or not, quarantining, whether that country is out of control or not, when you come here, quarantining for two weeks. Why isn't that? Or even quarantine them for three or four weeks, whatever it takes. Why aren't we doing that? Why are we banning everyone completely? Look, I've got no problem with banning them completely.
0: Yeah, I think um, the point was, packs, I mean... Uh, the, the quarantine was made for people who have tested themselves before they got on the plane and came over here and normally the percentage that they had COVID was very low. Now, they also, what they also know is that a lot of people tested negative before they boarded the plane, but as they landed, they were positive. negative. Uh, positive, yeah. yeah. So tch, here's the problem. When you have a country where it is now rampant, where you have numbers that are that 300,000 unheard of. a day. Yeah. So what do you do, man? Have a look at over here. There's a case in in Perth. Everyone's trying to fly back before they get locked. I mean, that we're already living in disrupted life. Yeah. I, I just I just don't know. Why don't we just have a bit of discussion on that? What
2: would you do? In what case? In, in bringing the people over, or yeah, I'd have them quarantining in the country they're in for for a minimum of two weeks. Get them tested before they're on the plane. Yep. And then quarantine for another two weeks when they get to Australia at their cost, okay. like Australia said. What about you, Kim? And only for expats.
1: Oh, I don't think uh, they did. It. When when coronavirus first came out, they shut down our economy and lost a lot of people their jobs and their businesses before they stopped people getting off planes, which were the ones bringing the disease. So if they're going to shut us down again, then they better be stopping people getting off planes coming into the country. That's thoughts on it.
0: Okay. What do you mean, Meg?
3: I think um, the quarantine side of it's hard to to control, like you're saying, make them quarantine from where they are for two weeks. We as an economy have no control over whether they do or whether they don't. Um, even within our own country, like before Christmas, when there was, like we had lockdown on the central, or, you know, COVID restrictions on the central coast because of the Northern Beaches outbreak. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to travel to places like Queensland and things like that. I know of people that went to the RTA and had their address changed on their license to a friend's address who lived in an area that wasn't classed as central coast and were able to travel to Queensland because of that so
1: That's fantastic.
3: It is fantastic. That's
1: fantastic.
3: But I love it. What I'm saying is no. you can only control so much. You can say this is these are the rules coming into our country. What happens prior to that, we as a country have no control over. It makes it very difficult. We have to just say these are the rules coming from somewhere else in or these are the rules for within going state to state but even the state to state ones have been very blurred at times it's true if
1: we're going to get to a point again where 15, i think it is 15 people in a room now from 20. five o'clock today 15 20, that is 20. Wrong. so that's restaurants gone again you better fucking not be letting people get off a plane from india
0: no
3: 20 in a residence i'm not sure about restaurants
0: inside a house yeah uh, but yeah your house, you'll never get to twenty. It's probably back to the four brains. square <laughs> meters. <laughs>
1: it's
3: probably back to the four square meters. Yeah,
1: but the then it, what? And then, and tomorrow we wake up because by quite, the time
3: this goes, our podcast goes to air. You know, and there's there's
1: ten to there's ten this more cases, days. ten it's more cases day. because old mate travelled halfway around Australia while he was infectious. So is it
2: a, is it an overreaction? Is locking <laughs> people down to or oh, implementing these restrictions again? An overreaction to two cases in New South Wales. I think
3: this is what they're doing now. They've learned from the first time that total, like, handbrake ripped on the economy was it's not sustainable. They can't keep doing it. So what they're doing now is these mini lockdowns in these bubbles, so to speak, to like try and stop or contain the spread, so to speak. Look, I think from what I've seen from the last couple that they've done, they seem to have worked. But whether they did or like, you don't, we don't know whether if they didn't do that. Would it have escalated or would it have not? We don't know. They're doing it based on health advice.
0: Anyway, my my thing is that there's something that is going on in people's psyche because of this kind of behavior. And I think that people are getting more and more anxious. They're more and more anxious about their life and therefore people are making a lot of things, decisions about their professional life too. There's people who have been stable at at, uh, workplace who now have been asking themselves questions over the last few months on why they should live like this for the rest of their life and life's too short, why don't they just do the bit they're happy. And, and I think it's actually going to impact on a lot of companies and businesses because businesses are going, it's now gonna have a lot of uh, uncertainty within their manpower. Mm-hmm. Manpower is not just moving uh, from competition to the next, but I think it's moving from one totally uh, different industry to the next. Where people are questioning their careers, the like the love and the things that I'm hearing for a moment about people are going, it's just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, there's that there's that and the other dangerous thing I think is we're accepting this more and more easily every time they do it. We've become so compliant. There's a yes. little there was no compliant, mate. We've become compliant. What they wanted has worked, all the, the tinfoil hat stuff that I said at the beginning, that they're, they're starting to exert the, the power that they've got over us at the moment. We've, we're talking about this. If this was, if we play the podcast from when the first lockdown happened and all the stuff and the outrage that all of us were feeling and how aggressive we went to that, and now we're talking about it like, ah, oh, it's happened again. They've got us where they want us now because now they click their fingers and we do whatever we want. So there's there is, our psyche has been affected in many, many ways. And none of it's helped... Oh, the bit about um, – I was about to say none of it's healthy. I don't think the compliance is healthy at all. I think it's extremely dangerous. But that's how people like our mate AJ got into all the power he got. But <laughs> um, um, the bit about people realising that life is finite and am I better off living it in happiness or in yeah. slavery is, is – I think that's healthy for people. I don't And businesses will have to adapt.
2: So what else is um, big news? I I think it's amazing that a lot of these big companies have taken advantage of the JobKeeper, been found that they've made profits, continue to make profits, yet they're still denying to return any of that sort of JobKeeper money. And they're big companies, not small companies. We're talking, I think Harvey Norman was one, I think um, Mercedes is another, Mercedes Australia, Ford Australia. They've all made profits all the way through, yet they've claimed the JobKeeper. And they're, they're... they're refusing to repay it, going, you know, we would have had to sack people if we didn't have JobKeeper, but they've made profits.
0: Well, I don't know, what's your thoughts? Well, um, my thought is that COVID um, brings out a selfishness, not just in poor people, mm. it's in, in rich companies too.
2: So is the government, do you think the government will, coming back to the political side of things, do you think the government will chase these companies for fear of retribution at voting time and so forth? So, for example, Jerry Harvey, as outright, I'm not returning any of that money I think it was either good guys or Bing Lee as well got caught out and they've gone we'll, we'll return the money no problem and Jerry Harvey's gone well I'm not returning a cent. I oh, know yeah yeah you'd be lucky
0: if you get a cent back. And uh,
3: what what decisions do you think some of these big businesses would have made without that job keeper package though would jobs have gone a lot sooner? Well I've
2: got I've got no problem them taking the job keeper but to make a profit while through that then we're talking a bit different different thing because the whole if uh, let, let's let's put it straight if it was a smaller company that did the same thing what would the government do the government had forced that to be repaid fines ref- forced to be paid i want to know would is that the same because it wasn't
1: a profit based thing mate it was a have you lost 20 percent of Income. your previous years mate you can make a profit one yeah year I, I
0: think two. they made the rule didn't it it's it's not a and he qualified for the rule that's it it's not a profit thing
1: it's not you, you weren't um been giving a handout because your business was losing money in the negative balance sheet it was had you lost 20 percent of your business from the year before that's what it was so lots of people made profit during COVID and took JobKeeper it because 20
2: percent then over a certain amount it was a lot more you needed to have lost a lot more like uh i think it was 50 percent downturn or something like now the point like
1: you're saying you're losses. filthy on them because they made a
2: profit a lot of businesses no, no, made a profit from what i understand they weren't eligible for JobKeeper at that time because of their profits
1: It wasn't
3: to do with profit, though. It was to do with income. Income. It's different. different. It wasn't
1: did you lose 20% of your profit. It was did you lose 20% of your income? Did your business suffer by 20%?
3: Because people stopped spending during that time. Okay. Let's
2: say they shirked the rules. Let's say they went against what they were supposed to do. Should they 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 have to repay?
3: Yes.
0: If
1: they broke the rules, 100%. But... So why you,
0: would the media be picking up a storm about it if because they, it's a media bit?
1: Because it's the media and it's not a good look. It doesn't pass a pub test that a company and let's just throw a number out there making thirty million dollars a year got the jobkeeper handout. But good on them if the if the rules allowed it, why wouldn't they? So
2: you're saying If, they if the government's
1: saying here's free here's money based on this criteria and they met that criteria, who's who's not gonna take the money, mate? That was that was part of the worry with JobKeeper to begin with. Well, so it's not it's whether they should or shouldn't have. They were allowed to do. It. They didn't break any rules. Fair enough. Okay.
3: I think it stimulated spending within that lower income bracket too, because there was the job seeker side of it, where they also received More higher payments because getting, yeah. from what they were prior. But people that may have been um, working either lesser hours or receiving a lesser wage were then increased to that minimum. I think it was seven fifty amount so like I've got a friend that works in a jewellery store and she said she couldn't believe the amount of people that were still coming in and spending money but actually the change between people that previously were coming in and doing after pays and zip pays and all these other kind of you know after pay style things that were coming in in that very early period in May and just here's the cash here's the cash here's the cash because they'd either taken it out of their super they'd received the job seeker and in our where we are at in that area there was a lot of people that were receiving that job seeker supplement and also job keeper that were say working a part-time rate and getting three or four hundred dollars a week and we have the conversation cam about yeah. it at one point their wage got increased during that time so they got a pay rise for absolutely nothing nothing they were doing yeah. the exact wow. same job maybe even less hours but but the government was supplementing that so they were receiving a bigger amount of money So they had all this extra cash that they could spend, and so um, it was making that expenditure within those industries higher after that point.
1: Yeah, I think if the rules are set, all you can do is follow the rules. That's you shouldn't be um, castigated for
0: playing within the rules.
1: That's fair enough, and uh, yeah, that's basically. Let's talk
0: about something more positive. (laughs) Empower, (laughs) right? Two weeks ago, we were talking about Bobby Joe uh, race day that's coming up and now let's talk a little bit about Empower. What do you know about
2: it? Uh, 15th of June, Hornsby RSL. You've got a lot of guest speakers. They've given their time freely, yeah? Yeah. And um, a lot of investment with time and from the head office with the girls. They're doing a fantastic job. It's there to help, it's help. There to help those that need a little bit of a lift at the a moment. A bit of a push, yeah. Um, just yesterday I was at, uh, at my godson's, community group and there's a few there that might need a little bit of help. So I've I've shared the Empower seminar with the, the organisers of that group and saying, look, I'm sure that you'll know people within your you know, franchise that will need this. They c- could do with a bit of a lift because I think it's a great thing. I think it's, it's too many people wanting it for themselves, not wanting it for others. So I think it's a great thing.
1: We've talked about – well, we just finished talking about COVID and the effect it had on people and we've talked a lot about um, – the change that's coming in industry because people realising they're not where they want to be and realising it's one thing but knowing how to take the next step is the other thing and I think what Empower is going to do with the the speakers we've got is give people that next step where um, they might feel stuck or they might know that they want to change but it's okay knowing something, knowing how to do it's a completely different kettle of fish and with the speakers we've managed to... um, have been grateful enough to share their time. I think we're going to be able to help a lot of people. Yeah, 2020 to now, uh, people say 2020, but really 2020 to now, we're just about to go into more restrictions. So the pain hasn't ended for a lot of people. Um, we understand that. And look, we're, we're very, very fortunate that um, the real estate industry or the real estate market has gone from strength to strength during that time. And it'd be very easy for us to sit down in our hands and, and ride on the, the profits and the the income that's coming because of that, or we can use that to help other people, and, and that's what Empower is about. So yeah. let's rock and roll. I'm
3: excited for it.
0: Well, for me, it um, Empower is probably the beginning of something that I hope is going to last. I, I think that the art of giving has disappeared in Australia. When I first came to this country, the giving was just phenomenal, so much so that I, I actually was calling my parents in, in Europe. I mean, they live in, in Brussels, and I said to them, You don't understand this country. They don't have to have much. They would share whatever they have. And I think these days it's always about, I only would do it for a mate. I only would do it because there's something in it for me. And and power is is something that I thought, okay, on on the one hand, we try to inspire people. We, We need to teach the people who've had it nice. And I have to say, real estate has had it not so bad. But we need to teach those people the art of giving, and the art of giving is to be able to sacrifice something of yours for the betterment of the rest of humanity. So when you have a uh, Mark Nichols, who's got a great story about, he's, he's a guy who's been punted from playing rugby league, went to into self-sabotage for two years and then still came back, and today played for South, even though you know he's um, at the twilight of his career. You're talking about Ray Price, the man who's won four premiership oh, of... Three in a row for Parramatta, Yeah, and yeah. then one after, and who's battled with cancer in one and who's now battling with uh, dementia. Mm. You know, you're talking about amazing people, like even Wayne Bennett, whose private life... I mean, it's, it's, it's not just a normal run-of-the-mill. And how he still conquers that and is at the summit of, uh, of his game. And so there's the Amanda Gold, the, you know, who who's actually, her name is pretty big in America. She really helps a lot of people in terms of how to look at life in different aspects. She, she wrote a book about joy, and she is uh, simply like a, an, an amazing person when it comes to uh, providing techniques about how to look at life in a different manner. You have Job uh, Keegan, who, who he's so unassuming and, and, and yet, he is actually breathing like world champion in the making in boxing. You, you look at that and you go, how can a guy, and I met him. but You couldn't get him to talk too much about himself. He's so unassuming. Then you have the Michael Butner. He is bigger than life. That guy is just out of this world. You talk about to him and you go, okay, this guy, he is uh, grasping everything that life, he's seizing everything that life has got to give. And I love that bit Then you have Ziggy Gordon Who is a Scottish soccer player Who came here, played for the Mariners And did not get paid during COVID for five months And then was asked by the Mariners to leave And never said one word about it I spoke to people about, uh, who are from the Central Coast And who just uh, swore at him to me But they didn't even know the story about what really happened Right? and how he had to cancel going back to Europe to get married. Yeah. How he had to, because he wasn't paid, how he had to just uh, leave the unit he was living in to go into something smaller because he couldn't afford it. I mean, this, this is a story of guys that I hope is going to inspire people into understanding that, hold on, these guys are not going through anything different mm. to me that we all have a journey and sometimes it's bad, sometimes good, like if you were traveling, sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. The key is, is not to abandon because it's raining. It keeps, keeps going because it's raining. The, the key is to reach destination no matter what the weather is like, you know? And, and I think that in that respect, I hope that Empower is the beginning of something that we will do statewide every year on the same day. Because I truly believe and this was my discussion with Wayne Bennett. I said, I'm, I'm not an Aussie born. I, why do I do this? Why do I go out and spend my time on this? And, I, and telling you about spending my time. You don't understand the amount of time it's taken me so far. But why do I do this when there's nothing in it for me? It's costing me so far in the five figure right right now to get all of these things happening. And nothing in return because all tickets are free and i said to wayne probably because my children live here that's all so if i can do this because my children live here and we can just lift this australian national mindset one percent each year we're gonna go far
3: so can i ask a, a question in regards to the speakers is there a common theme between the speakers or are they all picked based on their own individual kind of merit
0: yeah, well, that's a good question. I um, have not asked them to talk about anything else but what they want. I think that these guys have been good enough to put their hand up and say, do you know what, I will do this. And I'm not going to put any break on a break on what they want to talk about. I've had people who said to me, you know, uh, I've suffered too during COVID, you need to pay me. I've had people who said, well, I'm, I'm available to speak for you guys uh, as long as I'm paid. Uh, if I'm not paid and then I'm busy. I mean, I've, I've had everything. I, one of these days, I'm probably going to write a book about it. But uh, the one thing for sure, there were moments when I questioned myself and I went, did I take on something way, way too big for myself? Money doesn't flow. Why am I putting that much time when really we should be doing it? But I don't regret any moment because I've met many great friends. I've met a, uh, a gentleman. His name is Laurie Makina. I don't know whether you know him. Mm-hmm. The guy is such a giver. I've never met a guy like this. I mean, he goes swimming every morning in um, Terrigal. And Laurie McKenna would be there to help me with anything I need. I've met the Michael Chetner from Zoom who said, Thomas, whatever you need, I, li- I like your idea. Whatever you need, Zoom He's the uh, director of Asia Pacific Asia Zoom. Pacific, yep. And he said, uh, whatever you need, we'll we'll give you. Because the session is going to be for about 500 people in the room, maybe 1,000 if we relax the rules. But then the rest of Australia will be on on Zoom. And he says, whatever you need. I mean, I've met the like of Scott McTeer, who runs uh, my local group. But it's a finance company and a broker uh, company. And and he's not rolling on money. But he said, mate, this is a big thing, man. He, He... Let's let's put this in. I, I I'll uh, advance some 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 cash. We'll we'll do this because there's cash. It's nothing happens free. There's things that's happening everywhere, right? And so we have got very small company who haven't made a dollar, but they have now decided. I mean during COVID, I mean they haven't made a dollar during COVID. But you know what? Those little companies have de- decided to donate a wristband for Empower, so that they all these people will receive a wristband, and and there will be a memento. The, that help them remember you can empower yourself at any point in time. I and mean, yeah. these are the things, and that's when you see the giver. If we can get Aussies to stand up together and say, this is my contribution, and and help Aussies, then we've done it. You know, the rest is a bonus. It used to be a
1: country about giving the shirt off your back, and yep. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't heard that line used in a long, true, long right. time. Absolutely. We used to be famous for giving the shirt off our back. And it wasn't just to friends or to family, it was to anyone in need. And unfortunately, we only see it now when the shit really hits the fan, like the bushfires you know, and, and things like that. But then in COVID, we all turned on each other. Um, we've lost the art of giving the shirt off your back.
0: And I've seen you give your shirt in, uh, in Fiji. I'll <laughs> give my shirt anytime <laughs> you want it. In, in Fiji, you gave a jersey <laughs> to the young kid. Yeah. And he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that you gave him the jersey. I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember?
1: Yeah, I do remember. I, mean, no. I yeah, didn't I remember the next morning. I didn't remember the next morning. No, he wanted to buy it off me. And there was no way he could afford it because yeah. it's you know, it's a state of origin jersey. But yeah. you know, I'm sure he his family made some dollars off it. If not, it's hanging on his wall. But we used to do that for each other and not expect anything in return. And, you know, you know I haven't had as big a part in this as I would have of probably like but I've seen what TL's gone through in particular and the amount of people who still aren't willing to give their shirt off their back regardless of the cause like it is has been an eye opener and, and not a particularly um, brilliant one but if this is the first step in a small step of a lot a, a lot of larger journey then let's do it.
2: You know what it's easy I think for people to give to this uh, the Empower seminar is simply by finding people That can utilise the seminar. It's just reaching out and thinking about others more than yourself, and finding those within your community, within your circle, who can really use that lift moving forward.
0: Yeah, but you know, I'm. I'm, I was thinking with my staff, the all that we could do, all that we have to do, is to send a link to schools. You're already helping the kids, because I know these seven guys are going to talk about stuff. I mean, obviously, we have to let the school know. These are adults talking, they're thinking to adults, so you, you're going to have to gauge who you're allowed to listen to. But hospitals, landlords, tenants in our business, I mean, how many tenants would that empower that, that had troubles during, during COVID or, or, or during the fires? True. What, 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 there's so many people around yeah. that can actually use that help. I was walking past the other day a, a fire truck, and I was thinking straight away, all of these... Firemen, who've worked very hard during the two fires we've had in the last 12 months. I I, I wish I had a poster of Empower to give them and say, guys, any one of you guys who want to join and, and be there, we'll give it to you straight away. You'll have a registration into our Zoom and you can watch this. I mean, this is a way of giving back. If we can just do our bit and link everyone through this, why not? Everyone's just thinking of their business. And I'm thinking, mate, just talk to a tenant who may have suffered and say to them, this is what we have to for our tenant. And I'm not just saying to our tenant at Wisbury. I'm talking about, about tenant for everywhere because I don't think this has to be a company-driven kind of exercise. It's about something to help the mindset of Australians. What about that?
1: It's forgetting your business hat and remembering your human hat, yeah? We're all human beings before we're business people. And we touched on it in the book earlier about Respecting the past but not being stuck in the past and being open to new opportunities. And uh, what better opportunity than, than lifting the people around you?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what else what is there? What else is there the last two weeks? Have you done anything good? Have you found anything new? <laughs> Have you encountered any issues that you want to share with? <laughs> no. Busy, busy. You guys are very, very quiet today. What's going on? We're talking about serious subjects, mate. And There's nothing serious, mate. Life is... Life is not serious. Gotta laugh about it. What is it that we say now these days? Work is just part time, living is full time. time. On that, guys, thank you very much for this week. Thank you. Talk Talk soon. See you,
1: bye.